0: Well, good morning. I, um, first of all, I'm honored to to get the opportunity to um, share the message with you this morning. Um, and, you know, I, first thing I want to do is just kind of take a note from uh, Amanda's book on Saturday morning at the retreat and just acknowledge kind of the context we're in today. I think it's such a beautiful thing we get to do at a church congregation of our size and just say, look, it's... What is it? January? It's January twenty second in twenty twenty three. Happy Lunar New Year, right? Um, we, as a as a church family, have just come off this wonderful, beautiful church retreat. Um, on Thursday, we welcomed new life as as um, our dear Lucy Servic was born. The very day that we were celebrating, um, Gramzy, and um, and we grieve. We grieve our temporary separation from her. And so at, at this point in the year, already things are—it's things, it's wild, right? Like, you may have fallen off of a New Year's resolution, or, or maybe you, you just started a new rhythm coming off of the retreat. Um, and, you know, we, we spend this time looking at our priorities. We make plans, and, and, and then we get overwhelmed. We get shaken up, um, but it's important to note, you are not alone. We're not alone. Look around this room. We're, we're in it together, and, and most importantly, united in the love of Christ and empowered, empowered by the Holy Spirit that can accomplish more than we can ask or think um, for God's glory. So it's it's fitting today that, you know, in this context, in this body, that, that we look at— um, the book of Proverbs. And, and it's actually, it's a, it's a familiar message um, from, a, from our sermon series way back in 2020 um, for those of us who dialed into Zoom. Um, and so we're, we're in Proverbs 13. So if you want to go ahead and pull up your digital Bible or your paper Bible and get to, uh, I said 13, Proverbs 16. Um, and uh, go ahead and jump over there. Now, in this section, it really emphasizes, um, it's, it's focused on the Lord. The Lord is, it, in all of Proverbs, this is where it talks about the Lord um, more in more concentration than any other part. And a concept that we know as God's providence. Now, God's providence, it's an interesting word. It's not a Bible word. It's not a word that's actually in the Bible. Um, but it is used to explain a theme that we see around God's sovereignty, Um, God's sovereignty to protect and care for his creatures. So if God's sovereignty is is God's ability to do anything and his right to to do anything, because he is God and creator, um, his providence is using that sovereignty for wise, purposeful care of his creatures. So it's using that, providence is using that sovereignty for wise, purposeful, purposeful care of his creatures. So we're looking today at God's providence. So, uh, new year, some lands, some plans are laid, right? We're, um, we've got some expectations about what we might do, what it might look like, yet, uh, God's going to do what he wills, right, church? Um, and it may overwhelm us with grief, joy, stress, you name it. God is sovereign, and his will is being accomplished. Um, Sometimes we make plans and God just shows us it's going to be different. It's going to be different. I had expectations, God. This isn't how it's supposed to go. You know, this isn't what we talked about in my, you know, coffee, you know, morning uh, quiet time and prayer. So how do we live a life where we, we have plans and God has plans? We, you know, we try to make plans. Um, and that's really what each of these Proverbs that we're looking at today addresses. Is our relationship between our plans, the wisdom we seek, and God's plans. Ultimately, all of these wise sayings are pointing us to trust the Lord. So here's the big idea today. We fail to live in the light of God's providence. It's easy to forget about God's providence, right? We plan ourselves, we plan our expectations, even our expectations of what God will do. Um, But what we can do, what that means we can do is we can entrust our lives to the Lord. We're going to see that in Proverbs 16. We're going to look at just three Proverbs. And we're going to see that we can entrust our words to the Lord. We can entrust our works to the Lord. And we can entrust our ways to the Lord. So uh, take a look at 16 verse 1. And uh, our first point today is that we can entrust our words to the Lord. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. This first line makes it clear that, you know, we all make plans according to how we think things will go, right? The word for for plans actually in Hebrew is is, um, to put in order or like arrange in rows, like if you're making like battle lines, right? Your plan of attack. Um, And when it comes to our words, you know, we reflect and consider how we should, we, we reflect and need to... Think about how we should respond to any given situation. That second line makes it clear that those words um, will be according to God's sovereign will. Uh, He directs and determines what we say. And so he alone can provide those right words um, in any given situation. Uh, That means for us, we've got to acknowledge, we've got to be um, prepared to speak Um, with what God wills in our life. So we can entrust our words to the Lord. Um, Let me tell you something about myself that I've learned over the last couple years. um, And hopefully it's relatable uh, because uh, if not, it's just just like a not a pretty thing, okay? So um, I I suffer and and struggle with an idol of pride. Um, And specifically, I've come to discover a, like, uh, like a self-preserving kind of pride um, that really just is serving myself only. Like I just need to make sure I'm right or whatever in different situations. Um, so if I'm offended or hurt by someone, what, what tends to happen is I, I go into like heavy, heavy defense mode. Like it's a, it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's a reflex. And if I'm not careful, I stay there and linger with it for a long time. And there's this chatter in my head of just like defense, defense, and even convincing myself of a lie of why I'm right in whatever situation. Uh, you can imagine this impacts my marriage. So when Elena and I hurt one another in you know words or actions or in another way, um, we tend to have this kind of like I can't we can't talk right now. Period. Right? That that sort of brooding that happens. Maybe you're familiar with any relationship. And um, what happens with me in this time and and it's happened honestly my whole life, is that I can, I can, I can just think about like, okay, when this, when we talk again, like what's going to ignite is this argument. And I play that argument over in my head, what's about to happen. And I think ugly things about the other person. And I think of ways to trap them. And I think of how I can, um, you know, show them that, you know, that self, self self-preserving, like why I'm, I'm the victim here or whatever it might be. And so this gets me all worked up, right? And it can be hurtful, right? And honestly, it's it's an ugly thing in my heart that I know about. And it can happen with my wife, it can happen with my kids, with my siblings, my parents, coworkers, someone online if I like am offended by a comment or something. Um but time goes on and pretty soon this conversation is going to happen, right? Like The silence has to break, and um, at this point, I I have a choice. Right? Am I am I going to play out this sinful, imaginative argument that I've prepared in my mind, or will I entrust my words to the Lord? And thankfully, um, the Holy um, Spirit—I mean, not by my own will. Let me just say, not by my own will. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit has moved in me in those situations and uh, invited me to take a breath, to confess this to the Lord, to repent of it, and, and prepare for what the conversation really should be. So, um, you know, regardless of how I think that might play out as I prepare this battle in my head, um, God's, God's working in me through the Holy Spirit. And God's working in the other person in this argument, too. And so I can't know what they're going to do. Um, and I give my words to the Lord in those moments, right? And, and I take a deep breath, I say a prayer, I look for God's wisdom in it. And maybe you don't brood over imaginary arguments like I do. I told this to Elena, she's like, yeah, I, I don't do that. You know? <laughs> okay, well, maybe, maybe it's not relatable. But, um, but maybe you have a difficult conversation in front of you, something you're anxious about or nervous about or you're just dreading. And so whenever you're wondering about the ways to respond, to engage, to use your words, this proverb tells us you can always trust the Lord to help you find those. And it requires prayerful dependence. It requires us to seek divine guidance. Um, It could be, you know, how we respond to a boss or a customer, you know, how we uh, respond to a spouse, friend, child, judge, right? And it it's not just our out loud speech, it's our texts, it's our, you know, comments online, whatever it is. So, you name it. Um, so, as, as Elias, you know, read to us, we can, we can apply it. Trust the Lord with all your words, right? Lean not on your own understanding and all your words acknowledge him and, we, and he will um, make your words straight. Our next proverb um, is verse 3. So 16, verse 3. We can entrust our work to the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. The order of this um, is kind of backwards, right? I, I mean, I was always taught uh, plan your work, work your plan, right? Plan your work, work your plan. Um, but this is commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. So um, normally you see, like, we, we got to do a little breakdown of, like, what's actually happening here. Um, the order of the phrase obviously is telling us works. This is, this is future works, right? You, you're not committing past works and accomplishments. This is future works. Um, works is obviously plural. So it refers to actions, deeds, undertakings, basically anything we can do. And commit literally means it, it's like to roll in our works unto the Lord for the Lord. So this sense, is, it's an absolute trust and reliance on the Lord. We see similar statements like this throughout the Bible. Um, Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two: Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the right. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. First Peter reads. Casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. In our verse, um, the emphasis is on the initial step of committing what you will do to the Lord. This is this is what you know. This is what will lead the Lord to establishing our plans. So first the work, then establishing the plans, and establishing has this sense of like causing it to turn out well, right, or achieving it, rooting it achieving what you plan to do, carrying out your plans. Obviously, that plan must have God's approval at this point from the first committed and then God's establishing it. So we can entrust our works to the Lord. Now, Ben's announcement today um, really tells the story of of what that looks like. Um, You know that when we started this whole thing, there was this vision of, of our moon towers and, and, and the various moon tower communities that would sh- shine God's light over greater Austin um, with, you know, church communities in unity and diversity sharing the gospel. And, you know, if, if I came to you with like a, with like a business investment and, and promised that I'd be opening up additional locations for, you know, a restaurant or something, you would probably expect, hey, you, you've got some clear plans, you've got some numbers, once you hit those numbers, you're going to open a store, you've got dates, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. you got a plan, right? If I was opening a restaurant chain, you'd, you'd expect that from me. And Wayside had some ideas of what that might look like with our Moon Tower vision, um, but in actuality, it looked very different. And Ben and, and the other elders, we've... First and foremost said that whatever we do as Wayside should be what God has prepared us for, right, and called us to. And so we've first committed the works of Wayside to the Lord. And we've been waiting for these plans, right? Ben said, like, they've come together. We've leaned in as God has shut doors for other ministry partnerships, right? We've leaned in. We said, God, is, is this it? Is this going to be a moon tower? And um, those doors were shut. And uh, as we look at Brookside School, as we look at how our kids and our families can serve other kids and families, uh, you know, the service Sunday that we'll do next week, the one we did um, last time, there's this beautiful gifting that we have as a body. And then we've had partners like Alliance, More Than Welcome, um, and Wayside Educational um, to to really just say, hey, look, God is establishing plans here. We've committed we've committed Wayside to His will, and now He's establishing those plans for what what Moon Tower, what uh, sharing the gospel will look like with our giftings. So, because Wayside is entrusting our works to the Lord, we are already seeing that He is establishing plans for us. And wow, yeah, they're different than we expected, aren't they? Um, Dr. Constable from from DTS has this great quote, I think we have this one, I'm not sure, Um, that really helps kind of personally apply this verse, personally apply and think about this providence that God has for each of us as individuals as well. He says, it is a good idea to start each day by praying through what we anticipate happening. When we do that, the Lord will direct our steps so that the plans that he sovereignly approves come to pass. The fact is, none of us really know what tomorrow will bring, or even what the rest of today will bring, but God does. And he is sovereignly orchestrating everything according to his will, according to his providence. That is God's providence. And if every one of us woke up, you know, this morning or tomorrow with that prayer on our lips, Lord, here's what I think is going to happen. Lord, I'm trusting you to provide the grace. Lord, show me what I should do in various scenarios, right? It's your plans today, not my will. Thy will be done. It's a, it, if you have uh, kids, if you have a partner, it's a great way to end a family devotional time each day. What do we think is going to happen tomorrow? Let's pray about it and ask, what does God want us to do with that? And finally, um, as we look at um, verse 9... We look at our our uh, last point for today that we can entrust our ways to the Lord, and so we read, "The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps." I think this was the verse of the day yesterday on 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 uh, on the Bible app, right? U version. So the 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 mind of man plans his way but the Lord directs his steps. Actually, I was, I was joking about, there's like one of those cool graphics. There's like a guy with a beanie in the woods. I was like, oh yeah, I, that's me. That's, we got to throw that one up there. Uh, actually, I'm looking at Manny who nodded about that. I was like, you, you save that one? Is that your background? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, those graphics crack me up. But they're, they're, they're nice to have something to look at and kind of uh, reminisce on the word. So verse of the day yesterday, and look, here we are. So it's a companion verse to verse one, a uh, proverb we, that we looked at earlier. And, and we see, uh, of course, similar verses in Scripture. So Proverbs 20:24, 20, "Man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How then can man understand his way? The steps of man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way." That's Psalm 37. And then Jeremiah 10:23. I know, O Lord, that a man's way is not in himself, nor is it nor is it in a man who walks to direct his steps. Directing that word is like establishing in verse three. Our, our steps—they they carry the sense of of leading, guiding, determining the course of our lives, uh, of our activities, everything we do in life. So the the word for way here uh, in that uh, Jeremiah verse is even the same one used in Isaiah 55, saying, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. There's this wonderful quote I'm going to read to you. It is very difficult to read, and so I need you to wake up and read it on the screen too, okay? Um, it's, it's a beautiful um, piece looking at the ways, uh, committing our ways to the Lord from Charles Bridges. I think I think he died in like 1695, okay? So his English is different than ours. Um, but it captures that excitement of entrusting our ways, right? We, we just read Acts, when, and I'll talk about this in a second, but... Um, it's really speaking on, on, on this kind of concept. So here, read with me, because this is, I'm going to struggle through it. Most interesting also is it to mark the minutiae of circumstances as parts and pieces of divine providence. A matter of common business, the indulgence of curiosity, the supply of necessary want, a journey from home, are all connected with infinitely important consequences. And often has the way of our own devising been blocked up and an opposite way marked out with ultimate acknowledgement. He led me forth in the right way. The divine control of the apostles. Sorry, the divine control of the apostles' movements, apparently thwarting their usefulness, right? Their present usefulness, turning out to the greater furtherance of the gospel, to planting flourishing churches, After all, however, we need much discipline to wean us from our own devices that we may seek the Lord's direction in the first place. The fruit of this discipline will be a a dread of being left to our own devices. We would dread doing our own thing, as before we were eager to follow them. We would now dread that, dread the Netflix, dread the sitting back, and dread just making your own plans. So truly we find our happiness and security in yielding up our own will to heavenly guidance. All of Bridges' examples here come, come right from scripture, right? When he mentions the apostles' movements, he's uh, talking about Paul's missionary journeys, right? You know, he would go here and the Lord would not allow him to enter, right? It's just like uh, he, we, we just finished reading uh, Acts extensively, but a, a quick read through, I think it takes a couple hours to read, it's pretty long. But throw it on audiobook. It's like I love the Book of Acts because it's like this—it's like a comic book, like it's like an action story, you know. And it's so inspiring to see what God and the Holy Spirit is doing. And um, and so read back through it, right? You've got countless examples of God's providence as He sovereignly works through mundane circumstances to accomplish his plans, leading his people along certain paths, literally to certain places, not to mention earthquakes and imprisonment and all kinds of uh, exciting things. So Paul and the others, they learned quickly that they could entrust their ways to the Lord. So living wisely means learning. It means learning from these and other lessons that that we receive from the lives of those who've gone before us. We, um, like I said, we walked through Acts, um, but we can evaluate, as we look at um, the Acts of the Apostles, we can evaluate um, the way that the Lord has led us where we are today. I mean, even just looking at the history of Wayside, we're already seeing that. Whether a sudden job loss, right, brought, brought us into new circumstances, or a breakup, or health complications, a strained relationship, loss of a loved one, Um, there are no accidents, and there's no such thing as as coincidence in God's sovereignty and in God's providence. So let's trust the Lord. Let's trust the Lord with our ways. Let's lean not on our own understanding, um, but in all ways, on all our ways, let's acknowledge him, and he will make our path straight. Um, We know that next week, we get to lean in to some of that. Let's commit next week. Let's commit next week to the Lord and, uh, and see how he establishes our plans, our steps. Um, let me pray, and then, and then we'll go into a time of communion.